Hi, everybody. It's Kyla Powers. I haven't been on in a couple of days. Um, but I'm still here. And um, I'm doing spring cleaning, I guess, that needed to get done. And a lot of the stuff isn't even mine. And I was a little perturbed that I was having to do this stuff that wasn't even my stuff that I've had to deal with it and I'm like why do I have to go through this and why do I have to go through it now but anyway I kept doing it anyway and um I happened upon this book that like I was saying any time in my life that I have ever been doing really, excuse me, just amazing when I've been in the zone. Times when I look back on my life and I was like, I was, I was really amazing <laughs> or I was in the zone, put it that way. And it has been the times when I've had this book and I haven't had the book I'm going to tell you the name of the book. You're probably like, well, what's the name of this book? Um, if I tell you the name of the sometimes I don't even want to tell people about this book because they'll go on eBay or they'll go somewhere and they'll buy up everything. And if, if you don't have the book, you should find the book first and then tell other people about the book. That's terrible. But it's so true. It's called um, Scripture Keys for Kingdom Living. Scripture Keys. For Kingdom Living, and it's compiled by June Newman Davis. And it is the most powerful book you will ever own. I was given it as a gift four or five times. No, maybe four times over my whole life. Maybe that's, you know, once a decade or something, or every five years or something. And, um... Like I said, any time I ever had just amazing success and just feeling so in step with Yahuwah, with the Holy Spirit, like just being able to tap into that energy and any energy that I needed, whatever, whatever. So anyway, I'm telling you, I've been living without this book and I have not been having a great time. And this like occurred to me... It's been occurring to me several times over the past week. I was like, wow, life is really sucking. <laughs> maybe it's because I don't have this book. Um, and maybe people are like, why are you making such a big deal about it? Uh, because depending on where you are in your walk or what your religious tradition is or whatever, not everyone can carry around a Bible. Not everyone is accustomed to the Bible. Some people, believe it or not, have an aversion to the Bible because just the wrong context, the wrong people, the wrong, you know, people confusing the word and the the food, the spiritual food of Yahuwah with persons or places that were supposed to be, you know, 
supportive that maybe weren't. But you can't blame feelings about the church or whatever problems with the church. You can't blame God for it. You cannot blame Yahuwah for that. Anyway, I told you the name of the book. Let me tell you that this book takes the best of the Bible. If you are somebody that you just, maybe you just got woke as to what's going on in the government and the satanic going-ons that are going on on the planet and you understand that we're in the end days and the revelation or whatever, and maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't have the training. Maybe nobody raised you in faith or anything like that. All of the traditions and all of that stuff, it really isn't important at all. It's not important at all. What's important is that you develop a personal relationship and that you get the word that you need when you need it. And if you're humble enough to say, I don't know what word I need, I don't even know where to start, you, you're, you're not a Christian. Or your Christmas lost his path or never was really into it or whatever, but you're saying, goodness, I see all this hate, all this evil. I see all this stuff going on. I'm going through hell. I'm having to become, you know, uh, a, a raven lunatic to fight these people. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm losing my peace or whatever it is that you feel. You know, the great thing about, let me get into the great thing about this book, the scripture keys for kingdom living, I'm telling you, it is. it should be on the New York Times because what it does, and it's interesting because you know in California they're banning Bibles. This book is the next best thing and it's a lot less weight. So anyway, what it does for you is it breaks down the Bible. It breaks it down into little not it's not one of those books where it's we're going to tell you a story and through the story you'll get and then we'll give you a word no this is this is almost coming as to how I think about spirituality I know some people maybe they disagree with uh Mary Baker Eddy and that kind of um I forgot what you call it Mary Baker Eddy, it's a spiritual science of literally applying the word as if it is um, like a medication where you eschew physical medication and you are literally just going to take the word and use it and heal yourself that way. Uh, gosh, I, I actually studied all this and I had a Russian girlfriend that um, was actually a nurse that, that did this kind of, um, gosh, I can't believe, I can't remember the name of, uh, it's an, another type of Christian uh, faith. But anyway, it was very interesting, very, very interesting. And she was actually also a fan of my person. But anyway, anyway, so let's get into this. Um, this book breaks it down, anything that you're going through in life, I could read you some of these chapters, but anything, any problem, any situation, you can literally flip it open, it's alphabetized, look at it, and it tells you exactly what sentence from the Bible to say that has the knowledge 
and that has the answer for that problem. So this is something that I was kind of saying about other things, not really just spiritual things, but I was saying this earlier in the year. I was saying we have, as a human race, talking to the collective, and I like talking to everybody, that we as human beings have all of this knowledge, right? From the great philosophers, from the all the traditions, Eastern, Asian, uh, that's the same, African, all of this knowledge, philosophical and spiritual. And yet we, in our lives, when we get to the hard times, It's like we're starting at the very beginning of thought because we've not availed ourselves of this knowledge that's already there. And, you know, he says, my people uh, suffer through lack of knowledge. The knowledge is there. But sometimes it seems just the way that the system is, oh, it's tedious to find it. How can we pull ourselves away from the distractions in our lives to find it? How do we... You know, everything is just a mess. It's like, how do we find it? How do we put our finger right on it? Well, first of all, if you don't have access to this book, I don't know if the author or the writer has been kind enough to do this or just some uh, Christian that is brilliant did this. You can go online and and there's an actual scripture keys i don't know if it's scripturekeys.com but just put in scripture keys for kingdom living i don't know if you put in pdf or you just find that website it's easy enough to find i found it and i've bookmarked it and you should bookmark it at any rate anything you get a headache you look it up in here i could give you an example of these yeah heartache i could use that one let's do let's go to that page 88 uh And so, like I said, every single category of anything that you need, the exact sentence, if you do like that whole Mary Baker Eddy approach of just, what is the problem? And I'm going to read the exact instructions at the beginning of the book. It tells you how to use it. But um, like 88. I mean, this thing has everything in it. Stuttering, if your tooth issues, tiredness. Um, here's one for tiredness because I think everybody could use it. It's Psalm one thirty eight seven. They're like they're they're like um, they're prescriptions, scriptural prescriptions. So, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand, and thy right hand shall save me. Let me tell you something. This is how long I've had this book. When I first started singing, before I, before, when I thought I could sing but nobody else agreed with me and I was really little or whatever, I would just say these words, different, you know, word like this. And you say it over and over and over again. And it gets into you. It gets into you. And you, that's on the very first page. I'm going to give you the very first page of the book. It says, my son... Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Proverbs 4.20.22 I will tell you, if my recollection serves, 
there was one time I had a competition. I used to do competitions. I was like very evangelical because I was like, it wasn't about winning. It was about, I don't know, I was going to preach through the song or whatever. So, and the stuff I was singing was like a lot of oratorio stuff that was based on the word anyway. So I was doing handle or hide, I don't know, one of them. Anyway, I was really sick. I, I had a terrible fever. I wasn't feeling well and I had to sing. I mean, I literally, I don't even know if I could talk. And I remembered I was doing, messing with this book and I just kept saying it. And I had the competition, and I sang it, and I won. And that was coming from not even being able to talk. And, you know, it was so cool. One of the times that I see, we're moved sometimes by seeing other people's faith. And I don't know if my mom had the greatest experiences, you know, with church or anything, because my grandmother lived in the church, and she was very stern and... My mom was very sensitive, and she didn't always get the love she's supposed to get. But anyway, my mom had a very interesting way of showing her faith. And definitely that time when I was not feeling well and I had that competition, my mom never freaked out, even though I was freaking out. I was like, how am I going to sit? I can't even talk. And my mom knew that I was using this book. And she's like, where's your book? And I was always carrying it. So I had it in my suitcase, got it out. She's like, do your thing. (laughs) I went and I looked it up, whatever it was, and I did it. And I I did the instructions that it said. And I'm not kidding you. I sang like one of the, it was beautiful. I mean, it was like as good as I could have done it. And she never freaked out. She knew the whole time that I was going to be able to use this book and do it and win and the whole time she was just like no I never you know just like I knew you know and that was the time when I saw her faith because she just knew how good this book was anytime I was a mess the only times when I was really really a mess was when I lost this book and um and when I say lost it, I mean, you know, sometimes you'll have things in your life that steer you, but you don't realize that it's your foundation, you know. And um, there were times when I met people that I thought were more messed up than me. And I said, you really need this book. This book saves my life every day. And I gave it to somebody. She was in a domestic violence situation that I met on my mom's job and we went one time after she was beat up or something and she was in the hospital whatever and we I could see she was really lost and I I love this book with my life but I was like you need this and she kept saying oh I don't know what to do I can't go to church I don't know and I was like you need to read this and I gave it to her and I think she used it and she got better but then I didn't have the book. And um, of course I have, we had a zillion copies of the Bible, but there's something special about this book. It is like a powerhouse. It is the Bible absolutely put together in a concise, 
way that you can carry around with you and it is organized. I just can't even tell you. I'm going to start using it now. Any problem that you have, any problem that you have, you could literally look it up. Anything, anything, forgiveness. And I guess that's what God is trying to tell. I mean, Yahoo is trying to say to me because I opened another one of these books that I found that I guess God wanted, uh, Yahuwah wanted me to find. And then I'll read you the page that it opened to. And I was like, wow, okay, he's trying to tell me something. Um, yeah, so I'm going to read that to you. But then anyway, I mean, they got a thing on child training. And it says, under child training, Isaiah fifty four thirteen, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. What we need to understand about the word, words are ideas. Words are ideas. And we do not understand the power of communication. And I don't know if singers understand the power that they have, I'm pretty certain that they don't. But it is one of the highest gifts of expression that God has given us because we're getting multiple layers of communication that we can give through singing the word itself, the accent of the word, the percussion of the word, the pitch of the word, the timbre of the word. Um, There's so many things. The phrasing of the word. There's so many things. And um, digestion of the word is so serious. And the thing is, you could know it backward and forward. And believe me, I've read it cover to cover. I I could finish any sentence, any sentence. You know, I never really made it my business to be like, oh, no, that's from Isaiah. Oh, that's from Psalms. I didn't really care too much about that. I just cared about knowing what the word was. Um, But it really does get written into the inside of you. But even if you know it to that extent, you can only go off that for so long. And there is something, if you're doing an independent study in your scripture, in your spiritual endeavors, because you can do that. There's no one saying that only hearing it in church or going, I mean, the, the, the thing of the church is the fellowship and the encouragement. And when the two are gathered in his name, you can do anything. That is That was the point of it. And somewhere along the line, you know, nothing is perfect, but it's still the body. And and uh, I'm coming to a new understanding about church. I, I haven't decided. I'm not going to sit here and tell people, some people, what they probably want to hear. I'm not one to do that. I haven't come to a conclusion with it yet. Because I've had my own experiences and uh, still trying to rectify that. But I do know that when the children of the Most High are at their lowest, that the church is often the place, the only place, 
where they can go and receive literal nourishment, friendship, kindness, basic things that they need. The church is still the place for that. So it still serves a purpose as long as it really does what it's supposed to do. And it doesn't become about a fashion show, a rock concert, a musical, uh, dramatics, you know, as long as, you know, what do they call that? Competing with the Joneses, you know, or look how great our church is and all that stuff. As long as it doesn't become about that and peep everybody in your business and sometimes... What I used to like to do, well, it wasn't just what I used to like to do. I used to literally sing in a different church every Sunday. And actually, sometimes it wasn't even a church. I would sing at different uh, spiritual places, all kinds of spirit. I, temp, the temple, I would have a concert in the temple, and then I would go sing, um, you know, I've spent time meeting the imam and the people. I've been all kinds of different spiritual uh, situations. And and I've been like that from a child. And um, it opens up your perspective. Obviously, I was raised in the Christian tradition. And obviously, I know there are problems with some of the things that people are taught are true and understanding certain I know all of that stuff and I know what to take from it and what to not focus on as much the point is is that we have this word where literally if it was in the original Hebrew each letter is a number that adds up this stuff adds up it adds up. So, and when I always teach you that everything I do is, it's, it, I, I'm very logical. And I think that's what Q is trying to show people now is that the foundation of all of this is built on this word, that's built on the truth. Our whole society is built on the truth. Well, it was supposed to be. And all the times that we've compromised, all the times that we let, you know, you have to have discernment. (laughs) You have to have discernment. Sometimes that things are imperfect. And we have to learn how to work with that. And we have to make wise decisions like, you know, what was that thing about dividing the child in half with the two mothers and all that kind of stuff? There are times where you have decisions. Not everything is black and white. And that's what discernment is all about. And how do we get to the discernment is by having the foundation of this word. And um, with all the stuff that I know, with all the abilities that the Lord has given me, this challenge that he's given me in my so-called love life and in my family has been the greatest challenge that I've ever had. 
and I'm at literally, uh, I'm not trying to ask anyone for advice because I literally have done every type of investigation and weighing and judging and, you know, everything. <laughs> I've done everything to get ahead of this. To, to have the right judgment and discernment in um, the sharpening of my intuitive skills. Um, and this is the one thing that I hadn't tried and I was like back to this book. I, I said to myself the other day, I wonder if the book would help me with what I'm dealing with, this stuff with him. And ironically, I was cleaning up this place and I found... For some reason, I was using the book so much when I was younger, when I was doing the competitions, that the book started to fall apart. And the way that it's, I didn't get it rebound. I just had the loose pages, but I kept those loose pages and I had it in a comic book. I don't know if anybody's a comic book collector. They, they give you these bags with the backboards or whatever. And I think that's what my mom did so that I kept all the papers together. So I found it in the comic book bag and I said wow did you do that you who would have given is this is this a hint you know so I've been carrying it around but I didn't really read it yet but I was like so grateful that I found these pages right and so I'm here and I'm cleaning and I it's dusty and it's horrible and I'm itchy and it's everything is royally sucking I don't think it can get any worse. I don't even want to know if it could. I don't think it can. And I'm doing this and I was complaining. Why am I having to clean this place? Why am I having to do this? And my dad thinks that I'm like, can get it done. And like, I don't even have that kind of strength, but whatever. So anyway, I was mumbling and... I'm going through this box. I'm like, whoa, what is this? Da, da, da. And then a brand new copy of the book, Scripture Keys for Kingdom Living by June Newman Davis, was right on the top. And it, I think I'm taking it to mean multiple things. Is that maybe in the midst of our challenges or the horribleness, that he's got the solution there. Perfect. Organized. To the point. It's not even hard. He's got it there perfectly. But we don't know it because we can't see it with all the clutter. With all the mess. We, we see the mess but we don't see that the thing that we were looking for. Brand new. Is right there. The way out of it. It was right there. It was right on top. And it's been here the whole time I've been staying here. Maybe I would have been different. I don't know. I can't look back. But I looked in the box and another one. The first page that I came on was... I don't know who this... I feel like I heard this guy's name. Sid Roth. And the only reason I'm telling you about it... I'm not into like... I can't stand preachy preachy, but... The title pulled me in. It said, they thought for themselves. 
And that's where we're at right now. Where we have to, it's great to support people that do good things. It's great. I'm not saying don't do it. But don't lose sight of the Savior. Because that's what this is. Oh, this is, it's not about faith in man. Men can fail you. People that you love can fail you. How are you going to put faith in people that you don't even know? All you do is see it on TV. As I've told you, we don't even know who we're really looking at. If you've seen any of these comic book movies out here, Avengers, all these different movies, and everything that we're seeing is so believable, the CGI, they literally can take any person of any race and create a spray-on prosthetic mask that absolutely looks like a completely different person and make that person look and appear exactly as that person on television. They have the audio technology to take the voices and, and a computer can have the algorithms or whatever you want to call it of every word that everyone is, anyone has ever recorded or, you know, everyone's being recorded by Siri and all these devices and they can remix it and make anybody say whatever it is that they want them to say. We don't know who and what we're watching. And we're in the days where they're working on Project Bluebeam and virtual reality, literally the Matrix. Go back and watch The Matrix 1. It is more relevant today than it was when it came out. There are going to be signs and wonders. There are going to be people that can appear to do wonderful things. It's going to be anything. Don't take what anybody says and accept it. I, I always see the good in people and I look at look at this person that I thought would never, you know, do whatever. I'm not bringing it up to trash him. I'm saying you don't know why people do things. And you don't know what they went through. You don't know, like I said, we don't know these people that are in government. They're sex slaves, many of them. They'll tell you anything. They'll say anything. They have to. They're MK Ultrad. And what is the only thing that is going to be able to give us the discernment to protect our families in these last days, to see through false people that will lead us astray? For your family's sake, you can't afford just to be like, well, that sounds good. And everybody, I don't have to. Th what you're really saying is, if I follow this person, I don't have to think because I know that this person is good and this person is diligent and this person is honest and this person is blah, 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 and everybody likes this person. In these last days, that's not enough. If you read Revelations, this particular show that I'm doing is not the show that I'm going to do, but I'm going to be getting into Revelations Okay, and um, we'll go back to the revelations. But what, what I was saying about that is, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I was just looking at the title of this. Um, 
a lot of things are going to be going down. Oh, I was saying in the revelations, they're talking about people, parents eating their children. They talk about all kinds of things that I don't even need to reiterate right now. But I remember reading it or having it read to me when I was a child. And I was like, why would a parent ever eat their kid? Like like some of the stuff that I heard in Revelations, I was like, who would ever do that? Why would they want to do it? It never, I was like, it's so far-fetched. I could never see it. But yet today, with Pizzagate and Pedogate, we know that it's happening. There are people that make their living or get their jollies off by having breeding babies for these uh, human traffickers. And who knows what they're doing with them? They're using their own children as well as children that they're taking from other places. And so that means that Revelations is absolutely on point. It's happening. And what, this is why people need to understand that the Bible is indispensable because it's more than just uh, a set of religious uh, traditions or a tome of, you know, how you need to be in the code of whatever. It's also historical, not absolutely literal, but if you can get past the literally and see it spiritually and get an understanding of the insight to, to understand what it is telling you is coming. Prophetic word. If you can look at it in that way and, and look at now and look at uh, what it's saying, it's giving you, the Bible is giving you all of humanity, the past, the present, and the future. And we must develop the discernment to start seeing and weighing things spiritually and not just literal. Well, they said the world was going to end on this day in 2012. Nothing happened. I was sitting here and nothing happened. It's the same as it always. The computers didn't even go off. You know, we got to stop that. Take in the information. We're smarter then we're, pro- we're being programmed to be. Every single thing and person that we see, it's not an accident that these people became famous. They were literally chosen as children, born and bred and abused, mutilated and manipulated so that they would be the perfect slaves and agents to convince you to build your logic on mistruths. On the opposite. The exa- everything is the exact opposite of what you think. Literally the exact opposite. Pick any topic. Pick anything that your eyes see. The truth of it is it's the opposite of it. And so if you're building your foundation. And your life and your, your the wife of uh, the life of you and your wife. How many times on television or comedians and now they're getting smart? I'm not going to say it's because of me, but they've, they've woken up in a lot of ways. They're trying, but you can't, you can't fake it. If you have the truth, you have the truth. If you don't, you don't. But um, they're using people 
to twist, to give you twisted premises with which to build your foundations on. And so you, there's no way you're going to come to the right answer if your foundations are twisted. They're offering you ways of thinking. What they do is they present different problems to you and different scenarios. And then they're showing you how these scenarios play out. And on some subconscious level, you're seeing it. And it's coming across as true because you, experience, you experienced it through watching. So that's why we have to be very careful what we allow ourselves to watch and what we, we allow um, outside sources to say, this or that is great. But then when you really look at it, what values What values is it really teaching us? I don't know. I'm so, I'm, I'm so totally not perfect. There are times when I'm, I'm, I don't even know, I don't even know how I'm going to clean this place. But I do know that I was doing this cleaning that I did not want to do. I'm tired. I'm hurting. And I know that it has to be done. And I at least started. I was like, you know what? At least start. You know nothing about the Bible. You know nothing about anything. Start. Use this book. Get this book. Go to the website that I told you. Just start looking at it. Just start. In the midst of right where you're at. See, when you go someplace... Uh, to a dinner, to a church, to meet your your person's family, or whatever you're, wherever you're going to go. You might have judgment. You might have to align yourself with the, the law of the land there. But the one person that takes you as you are is Yahuwah. And it's not the spirit or the the mindset of condemnation which we all think just the fear of the Lord if you respect the Lord you don't want to be ashamed in his sight that's another thing and I'll talk about that another day and I think we've all felt that and I as crazy as I've been I definitely I know I'm not myself at all I've just been just pushed because my when you love people and it's it can get really hard. But like I said, no matter how much you love somebody or what situation, this is what they're talking about when they say put Yahuwah first and then everything falls in alignment. Put this word first, put this first. And he'll take you just the way you are. He doesn't care how you look. He doesn't care if you're confused. If you're imperfect. If you don't look perfect. None of that stuff matters. None of it matters. Just start where you're at. However you are. And the thing is, there's no, there's no rush you growth takes time. 
And a lot of Christians laugh about, well, I know I did. Many people make jokes about the prayer closet and all that kind of stuff. And also, when usually when they teach children to pray, they'll say, go off in a space where no one's at, where no one can see you, no one sees what you're doing. It's not about anyone seeing you or you seeing anybody else. Go where you can be totally alone and meditate on the word. And most, a lot of people don't know how to be alone. They're afraid of being alone because then they have to deal with themselves. And I'll, I'll say something to, about my mom. It's going to be Mother's Day every day. My goodness, I wish I could have done it differently. I didn't know how good I had it. But every day I learn a new lesson of how good she was and what she tried to teach me and tell me. And the one thing she gave me from a very small child is not so much how to be alone, but how to appreciate that time by yourself where that's when you can get closer to Yahuwah and the Holy Spirit. You, if you're constantly about friends and popularity and the hot one and the this and the that, you are missing out on the just amazing power and beauty that you get. I know people, people, it hasn't been extolled to people as, um, yes, it has as a virtue, but not as a blessing or an enrichment to go someplace quiet, to be in the, the best thing that you can do is to be in the midst of nature. And if you pick up the book, I told you scripture keys or whatever it is that you want to read any book that elevates your thinking and you just totally go into it and allow it to free your mind from this particular matrix, the, all, the way rules are here. If you can free your mind from the way that this reality tells you things are, then you can create new realities. And that's really what prayer is about. When they say prayer availeth much, because you can then envision the new reality where you have the victory and everything is all right. That's where he is. Uh, he reigns. And it's not all on you. So I'm just like to close with the other book that I found that said it's about, I think he picked 10 people from the Bible to talk about. Uh, but it says they thought for themselves. And that is the point of us having this relationship so that we develop discernment and we don't have to ask everybody what to do, where to go, you know. Because we have the insight and we know what to do with it. So this page that I happened upon, which I think was a personal message for me, I'm not afraid to admit my, you know, things that I got to work on. And I opened this page, and this chapter is called The Survivor. 
And it says, hate has an address in your body. Love cannot dwell in the body with hate. When I finally gave up all the hate and love, hate and love started coming in, something happened inside my body. I didn't have pain anymore. I haven't had an operation since 1981 because the Lord has taken all that poison out of me. Nobody knows the pain you have gone through and nobody knows the pain I went through, but there is no excuse for hate. You have to forgive. So, um, you have to give up the hate. It's not even up to you to have the strength to forgive. You cannot do anything in your own power. You have to go to the Most High and He will give you strength. Um, I believe that that's true. But I think what happens is we get in like a tit-for-tat cycle, you know, where you forgive them and then they come back with something stupid. And you're like, I just forgave you. Came back with something stupid? You know, and it just, it just... (laughs) It just gets out of hand, especially when you're dealing with people that have addictions. And you can sit there and think you're the perfect Christian in the world until you deal with an addict. You don't know anything. That's a unique experience. It will truly test your faith. Um, so when I say that, you know, maybe this, I know that the things that I'm dealing with, I know it's related to past life. And the thing with, I know that he has pain and that's what he's medicating for. And that we both have past life experience or something there's with us that we have to deal with. And when we deal with it, the pain will go away. And that's what I'm trying to express to him. That if you face it and you meet me and we break bread, we can face it. And then heal the pain and get past it. So in order to even do that, I have to get past the hate. Everybody's got to get past the hate. To do anything. Because if we're not, then we're double-minded. Anyway, I think that's been more than enough to chew on. Kyler Powers Radio.